Hey everybody, Adam here. Uh, did a quick show yesterday with buddy of the show, uh, Peter Lindbergh, um, recently on the cover of Sports Car Magazine. And uh, yeah, pretty good show. We talked about autocross, talked about a lot of autocross, a little bit of Hondas, a little bit of Miatas. Um, yeah, I think it was a pretty good show. So, um, Because I don't have the actual audio clip of our intro music, I thought I would give you uh, something I haven't done in a while. We'll, uh, we'll, let, we'll let it play on the phone. Super Pro. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, sure. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that works. Yes, yes, uh, I think we're, it's we're, the pretty, last show. we're pretty evened out now. Okay. That well, was fast. So, yeah, I mean, it's just one knob. We don't... <laughs> yeah. That's enough of the silliness. I gotta edit this thing down and upload it so you guys have something to listen to on your commute tomorrow. So, hope uh, hope you enjoy the show. Uh, it's a pretty good one. And uh, rate and review on iTunes and do whatever, uh, whatever. Have a great day. See you. Well, we're recording another podcast. All righty. Hey, who are we here with? Hi, uh, Pete Lindbergh. What's up, Pete Lindbergh? I recognize you from the cover of Sports Car Magazine. Yeah, well, I mean, you helped make that happen, so. Yeah, you uh, you wrote a little article for us, was it about six months ago? No, it was like first week in November I wrote the article, okay. end of October, because um, I wrote the article and then. You wrote an article on your rookie experience at Solo Nationals. Yes. Um, and so all our SCCA member listeners that get sports car will recognize your face because it was probably sitting in the toilet for like six months yes. <laughs> or for two months. I mean, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're on the backside of my toilet right now, actually staring at me every time I go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, it's kind of weird to see your face in my garage now. Uh, yeah. But, um, so you're up in Chicago. Why are you in Chicago? You live in Houston. So my mother's car died on Sunday and I had agreed they were going to actually pick the, my Mazda six up for me in March. Yeah. Uh, they had scheduled a, I was, I told them, oh, the college station solo tour will be in April. It'll be mm -hmm. in April. Come in March. Okay. And they scheduled it in March. Yeah. So they were coming down for that and they were going to take the car back, but her car didn't last. So yeah. <laughs> came to deliver a car. Time to, to my buy mother. your Mazda 6 from you, huh? Yes. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, and now you're going to be rocking the old Honda lifestyle for a while. Yes. That's a cheap lifestyle. I love that lifestyle. Uh, it is. I'm enjoying it so Although far. Although typically it ends up with uh, just mods. It, you just you turn into mod the mod dude and then all and you're basically having a payment in modifications. So <laughs> well, luckily. Happen, yeah. <laughs> luckily the red car already came modified, but like I have to fix the exhaust doesn't have a flex pipe in it right now so okay. every time you hard shift it at high rpm yeah. the it, it flexes and so you get exhaust gas that shoots out so you can smell it oh cool um that's a plus yeah selling feature yes yeah <laughs> you, you uh you just picked up uh you were autocrossing an ef uh in sts still am you still are um and then you just picked up an eg civic 92 to 95 hatchback with a b16 in it yes it's kind of a track car build right yes that's a good, that'll be a fun daily those are cool I yes, and it has working air conditioning, which is... That's so awesome. Yes. How how hot does it typically get in Texas, Donna? So... In the summertime, pretty hot. We had an 80-degree day in December. Okay. That's so cool. it'll be... A average, usually in the summer, is 95 to okay. low singles. I could and go then for 80-degree days in December, but 95 sucks. Yeah. Those and are then, our hot days in the yeah. summertime. Add 100% humidity to that, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you're originally from Chicago, uh, yes. and you moved on to Texas a while back. Uh, when did you start autocrossing? So I started autocrossing. I did my first autocross three and a half years ago. Okay. Uh, I had a Honda Fit at the time. Okay. I did one autocross with it, and I was like, oh, this is really, really cool. I'd love to be able to do this again, but financially it wasn't in the cards at that time, so I just did one and was done. Yeah. Two years ago... Um, Financially, it was in the carts, and I happened to get my hands on a Speed Three. I'm like, "Oh, it's going to be a great autocross car." Yeah, there's a saying: you never it's buy the right, charge, right, yeah, you never buy the right autocross car the first time. No, so <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, I chose that over a Focus ST, which would have been the G Street car to have. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I work at a Ford Mazda dealer okay. in Houston, and uh, took that to an autocross with Porsche Club, and then that led to an SCCA autocross. Um, but at that Porsche Club autocross, I met a gentleman named Seth uh, Lemke. Mm -hmm. um, and Who he, was actually just famous on Jalopnik or something for that uh, 
Mercedes minivan R63 engine swap or rebuild that he's doing himself, right? Or yes. R whatever it is, that weird, crazy minivan. Yes. Yeah, Jalopnik readers will recognize it. Was that Autobook, Jalopnik? Car and Driver. Car and Driver? Car and Driver Road and Track, one of the two. Somebody they, picked it up. It, but was, yeah, it was all over. No. It's in the GRM forum. Yeah. But, um, so you, you met him and... Uh, he started instructing me at SCCA and PCA stuff during okay. 2015. And he started working with me. I mean, I was terrible out of the box. <laughs> That's what everybody says. I was, so I would come out of a corner and I would release both hands from the steering wheel and then grab it yeah. again when it would center. I mean, really? it was bad. That's and an odd instinct to have. <laughs> I I don't know why I did it. It was just what I did. Okay. And so we worked on that as well as looking. I'm still looking, working on looking ahead. That's but. a hard thing to to learn, especially uh, especially in autocross. I would imagine because uh, you have so much going on right in front of you. But uh, it's a hard thing to teach track people too. Um, just look ahead. You know, focus on the thing 500 feet in front of you. Yeah. But. Uh, so uh, how how is uh, how how was it uh, progressing with an actual kind of instructor helping you out? It was really good because he would give me something to work on. Like the number one thing was hand on the wheel at all times. Okay. You have to have your hands on the wheel at all times. That's a good idea. Uh, and so like we didn't. I worked with him for two or three autocrosses in that spring. Didn't work with him again until the fall. Okay. And for six months I had been working on it, and so I had made huge gains with that. But I was still yeah, making seat, lots of rookie seat time gains. But mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. You know, just doing it everyday driving. And so then in 2016, uh, I decided, well, the Speed 3 is not a competitive car, but I really want to make a, a go at something. So I uh, mm-hmm. I convinced my boss at the Mazda dealer to sell me a brand new Club ND. Okay. And <laughs> I bought that car, started to race that, and slowly started to realize that I was not financially ready to, to be yeah. autocrossing a brand new car yeah. uh and the shocks and everything were way outside my budget yeah in order to really nationally be competitive in that car so i kind of just i was like well i'm gonna keep rolling with it because i've got it yeah and then probably a fun daily driver for a while yeah it was awesome yeah um i've never i've never ridden one of those never driven one but i love a, how they look but. it's a ton of fun they're a great roadster how long uh, do you have that i had it for five months okay uh the mazda 6 that i have now that i leased uh, I traded the Mazda, uh, the Miata in for the Mazda 6 okay. last uh, Memorial Day. And in April, I uh, was just looking on Facebook one day, and Seth, he had shown up in 2015 with this beautiful black EF that I was mm-hmm. in love with from the moment I saw it. Yeah. He puts it up on the Facebook group for Houston SCCA and says, hey, you know, car's not getting enough love. I've only driven it half a dozen times in a year. Okay. Uh, it needs to go. You know, I need, I need to give it to somebody who's going to use it because he had bought the car to get track time for um, one lap. Oh, okay. Because he, he ran a CTSV in one lap. Oh, cool. And so he didn't want to track that. Yeah. So he tracked the EF with NASA and Got to such. know road course stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I got some extra track time with it. And then uh, so he put the car up for sale and I made a joke to him. You know, I was like, man, I'd love to buy the car. I don't have the cash right now. You know, if it's still available in a couple of months, you know. I'll uh, I'll try and put the money together, and if it's still available, I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, what if the money didn't matter? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm listening. And he goes, well, I'm, you're, I know you pretty well, and I'm a pretty good judge of character, I think, so I'll give you some time. We're going to set a guideline, and he gave me the car. Cool. Just made payments or whatever then? Uh, yeah, I gave him cash later on okay. uh, over time. but Cool. He, uh, it really gave me an opportunity to jump into a car that was 100% like you ready know. to go for the class. Yes. Yep. Uh, in that the STS, you basically all you can do is like a mild engine rebuild. Um, correct. Like ten ten thousands overbore, and I don't know the exact specifics of the rebuild, so I yeah, won't. It's really estimate, mild, but it's very it's very very minor. Um, yeah. You can't do a diff or anything. Nope. Um, no open stock diffs. trans. Yes, stock okay. trans. You can't mess with synchros. Yeah. Can you do? Can you do like suspension bearings and bushings or anything? Or no. Yeah, uh, there's limitations on what you're allowed yeah. to do. We've got, I've got full poly in the car, yeah, um, yeah. but there's limitations on what you can actually have as adjustable in the yeah. suspension. That class has been pretty stable for a while too. So, that, so probably the cars that were built five years ago are still pretty competitive. Yeah, there was a little bit of turmoil, and I won't call it turmoil. They condensed Street Touring S and Street Touring C, yeah, Street Touring Compact, which is what all the Civics were in, got thrown in with the CRXs and the Miatas. Okay, in 2015, before my time. 
So now it's ST. It's all STS. They, they all eliminated STS, a class. Yeah. But basically, they're putting Stockish Miatas in there, too. Uh, yeah, they're putting yeah. the NAs with the viscous and open diffs. Okay. Okay. Yep. One point, all 1.6 Miatas, then? Pretty much an all 1.6 class. I know that's what's competitive is yeah. the 1.6 course. All the NAs, I think, are 1.6s. Maybe not. I don't remember. Um, some of the later NAs might be 1.8s. Whoa. That chair falling apart? That chair just fell apart on me. Yeah, that it's might be right. a bad chair. It's all right. Is it staying in one piece? Yeah, it's staying in one piece. So <laughs> That chair's very old. I don't doubt that. So um, I'm also a bigger guy. It doesn't help. So Good luck with it. Careful. Yeah. So, yeah, just going to break again. Good there? So I'll just keep sitting here. <laughs> That's cool. So, um, but the, yeah. the, uh, the autocross stuff, how many times a year are you getting uh, getting out nowadays? So nowadays I'm doing two a month. Okay. Uh, I do Texas A&M Sports Car Club, and I do Houston SCCA. I'm a member of the committee for Houston SCCA, oh, cool. so I'm supposed to be there. Although I'm actually supposed to be there today, but I got someone to cover for me. Okay. So to set up stuff and do committee things and run. The yeah, event. I do. I run tech. Okay. Uh, how many people do you guys get out to those events typically? So right now we're running. Our average, I think, is like 130 plus. Oh wow! Yeah, that's pretty good fields. Yes. Um, you guys got pretty good lots out there to, uh, to run on or we have, so we have one really a couple good, good lots. We have Houston police Academy, which is a ton of fun, uh, great grip, but it does eat through tires, but it's limiting because it's a half road course, half pad setup. And it's, but it's really cool. That's what we're at today. Okay. Um, we did just lose a site, unfortunately. Um, and we have a site that's falling apart. Okay. Uh, it's been falling apart for years. They ran the national tours there back up until like 07, 06. Okay. Or 07 or 08. And then uh, it was already starting to fall apart then. Then the drifters found it. Okay. And it just tore pavement up this old, dying, old pavement. Yeah, yeah it's uh, old seashell asphalt. Okay. So. Interesting. Well, at least you got a few lots still. Yeah. And then, but we have. That seems Texas, to be the hard thing in autocross is finding a good lot. Yeah. But Texas A&M is a old bomber airfield. Okay. Multiple feet, feet thick concrete, yeah. you know, short of going to Lincoln, which is a fully prepped, still used aircraft surface. Yeah. A&M is fantastic. Okay. Here, let me get you a new chair before that one dies. In. Yeah. Let's that, do that. That rubber is falling apart. Pull it off the side here. I don't like to edit. So. Okay. I'll just leave this in. <laughs> but, yeah, no, you're totally right. The uh, sites are a, a definite thing that are hard to hang on to in autocross, you know. Either everywhere in my garage. people are... Yeah, well, uh, I think in the Ohio area, they just lost Wilmington. Like, uh, yes, really that is correct. There. Yeah, the... Uh, it's kind of a bummer. There was wonder. They wondered if they were going to have the... They thought they were going to get one more, yeah. one more event out of it. fancy chair. So, but apparently not. So. Yeah. There, get that cord off your foot there. Right. Yeah. Um, cord's still plugged in good to your mic. You can you can slide that thing back too. It uh, it'll it'll drop down like a regular chair if you want. It's one of them weird crazy invert. Now you're gonna now you're gonna have it eat yourself there. <laughs> it's gonna work. All right, we're just gonna I'm just gonna sit right here. All right, do your thing. So, um, yeah, the uh, have you ever done uh, track stuff too? Because that's a, that's what a lot of our listeners do. I did. So I started. I got with PCA because I was working corners for them, but I've actually oh, cool. never done a track day. Okay. So the uh, the autocrossers tend to uh, they tend to take to it naturally. So whenever you get that EG out there, it should be fun. Uh, what's the details on that? You're uh, you're just basically daily driving that thing. So I'm daily driving it, but that is specifically what I was also looking at doing yeah, with it. Is kind of a dual purpose car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got. It'd a, probably be a pretty good autocross car too if uh, if you if you uh, if your EF is down. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a well set up car. I mean, it's well put together, but it's not. It's a street mod front wheel drive car. Mm-hmm. So, and it's underpowered for that, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. only got about 180 horsepower right now, so which is pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, no, uh, I mean it's it's a ton of fun. You said it's like 155 at the wheels or something like that. Roughly, that's what it was supposed yeah, to be. Maybe like 180 crank. Mm-hmm. Yep, cool. Um, it's got a, a half cage in the back, and yes, yeah. What uh, what suspension is on it? It's got Coney yellows. I okay. think in uh, Craig told me he's got 250s on it all the way around. Oh, pretty soft then. Yeah, probably run pretty. Or probably drive pretty nice. It drives yeah. pretty nice. That you know, the damping on the conies is a little bit uh, stiff. Yeah, but yeah. other than that, it's you know, I I live in a part of town in Houston that's not got great roads. Although most of that's Houston that applies. I would imagine all the warm areas down there would have uh, all nice roads because they don't heave and frost and stuff like ours do. They never ever get them fixed right. Okay. So because it's we're just such an overpopulated so city, so they're all like fifty years old too. Yeah, <laughs> check them <if I'm> out. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. 
<laughs> kind of like Texas, uh, what is it, Texas World Speedway falling apart also? Yep. Yeah, 50, 50 years old and never been worked on. And I, I want to race there. I really want to race there before they plow that place over. But, it's a really cool track. Yeah. I mean, the you know you mentioned Seth and the, the, R, the R-Class AMG minivan. You know, we went, the day before the headbolt went, we went, he and I just went over there just to watch the PCAD mm-hmm. that was going on, and we went and did a parade lap in it. It's up on YouTube. Okay. And, um... <laughs> It's a really cool track. I really want to go in it. Minivan. Yeah, it, that yeah, thing a, is just bonkers. Those things make like five hundred some wheel horse, or crank horsepower. Five hundred and five, I think, is what the essay, oh the original rating was. That's so much power for a minivan. It, it's my 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 buddy Chris Stewart from from Gridlife uh, almost bought one. Um, it was used in Chicago like five years ago, um, and he was like, "Dude, it's so cool!" And it was like a lot of money. And he's like, "I just want to buy it just because it's silly." And I don't I don't know why he didn't, but uh, he, that was the only person I ever knew that even talked about buying one. Um, you know, they all went to like football players and stuff like that. But, well, case in point, yeah. that was so I won't say who, but he bought his from a football player. It was well, he bought it from a dealer and who had a got football player trade, traded yeah. it in. Yeah, yeah. The, and weren't the floor mats monogrammed with his? Yeah, like, you kids? and I were chatting about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I read that in the forum too. Yep, the GRM forum is entertaining. If uh, if anybody ever uh, has a bored free evening, there's a lot of cool build threads on there. Oh, I mean, and the R class thread is cool, yeah. but if you if you get a chance, his the the his the garage is what it's called. His garage is just what he did to build it. Yeah. He built everything. He did his okay. trusses. I, got, I haven't read that. Everything. It's, wow. it's, I think it's, I don't know if it's longer than the R class. It was longer than the R class thread, but the yeah. R class that is thread has blown up now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it seems like an interesting dude, kind of a cool guy to have as your, uh, autocross mentor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's my enabler, my mentor. He's, uh, yeah. he's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, what, uh, what are your plans, uh, now that you, uh, a little bit deeper into so you've done nationals and stuff. Um, what are your plans for next year with autocross? So uh, for 2017, so I have a co-driver, uh, Craig. That's who I got the EG from. Okay. He and I are going to run uh, the College Station Tour here, and we're going to do nationals as well. Okay. Where's College um, Station Tour at? It's at Texas A&M. Uh, they, they changed it from Riverside. It's now called um, Oh gosh, I can't but Texas yeah. A&M Riverside Campus. Okay. It's got a new name now, mm-hmm. so because they're going to turn it into a new college. But okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was in Texas somewhere, but I'm not up on all these. It's literally 20 minutes from Texas World Speedway. Okay, because Texas World Speedway is south of College Station. Riverside Annex is about uh, 15 minutes west okay. of College Station. Cool. Uh, what other events are you planning on? Uh, all of our local Houston events, um, and I'm hoping I talked to my buddy, and I'm hoping I can get the whole weekend off from work to come to Great Life South. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I really want to do because that's that's about a 12 hour hop yeah. for me. That's so. a long way to go, man. Yeah, if if uh, I, you were you were texting me the other day about it, if you get there, try to get there for Saturday at least. Saturday night is where that's when the good party is. Yeah, uh, um, don't just come for Sunday. Sunday would be fun, but try to get there for Saturday. Um, the uh, you, are you planning on going to solo nationals again this year? Yes. Okay. So yeah, we're gonna do solo nationals. That's that's the thing is that I had I had been speaking with someone. There was the almost the possibility that I was going to uh, be helping trans someone transit drive for okay. one lap, and I yeah. had to. Yeah. I looked at the numbers financially and uh, time-wise, and yeah. I said, "Hey, I couldn't. You know, I can't can't make a commitment to you in good faith." Yeah, and so I had to. Back it's like off a that. solid week away or more. It's yeah, it's um, even more than that. And then you got to fly up here, go to South Bend, you know, drive yeah. around the country, and then fly back too. So, even to transit drive, you know, unless you live around here, you you've got a lot of extra cost and time wrapped up in just getting here. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they take the time off is the hard part for me. Um, that's the reason I'm doing it this year. We're planning on doing it next year. That's the plan. But, uh, careful with that thing. Slide back there. Get comfortable, man. You're sitting on the front of my uh, my crazy inverted like it's one of them chairs that you can like lay all the way back in. Yeah, <laughs> so there's not enough mic length for me to do it. Oh, you're fine. Oh, I can lean forward. <laughs> I got my short five foot cables. There we go. My cables that Austin's like. Why do you always bring them five foot cables? <laughs> They're good cables. I like them. Um, work. The the uh, the car the car uh, hobby. How did you get started in this stuff? Uh, hundred percent self motivated. Okay, your hundred percent self motivated. Uncle wasn't into it. Nope, like no. My my uh, my dad's a computer engineer, um, and uh, my mom works in the dental industry. Okay, you know they they have nothing to do with cars. Just all of a sudden, you wanted to play with cars. I had the mechanical. Oh, inc- you're comfortable. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I had the mechanical uh, inclination. I mean, apparently, as a kid, I would walk up people in the grocery store and ask, "What kind of car do you drive?" 
Um, really? Apparently, when as I was a like, kid? yeah, as a little kid, I would just go up and ask people this and embarrass the crap out of my parents. That's kind of odd. Yeah. Um, you know, I was a, you know, if, if I found the uh, brochure to a car, yeah. I would just memorize it. I mean, okay. that was where I was as a kid. Yeah, go to the um, auto show or whatever and grab all the brochures. That yeah, kid. I was yeah. that kid too. Yeah, I filled the free bag from wherever with brochures. You know, look at the minivan brochures. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And then in high school, I got lucky. Uh, growing up in uh, out in St. Charles, out west of Chicago, you know, out in western suburbs, yeah. far far west suburbs, um, we had a really solid automotive program. Oh, okay. And I got involved in the car club like in high school or whatever. Yeah, in high school, and so I got involved my freshman year. And it's a fairly wealthy suburb. Okay. And so some, this is also before air-cooled, air-cooled Porsches took off again. Yeah. Um, this is in 2005 when I started high school. Some dude had given the high school a non-running 914. Cool. Yeah. Just donated it and a bunch of extra motors and transmissions yeah. and said, see what you can make of it. And so we walled a new floor plan in over the course of the four years I was there and yeah. actually after I was gone. We welded a floor pan in. We did a bunch of body work. We painted it. Okay. Um, and then we got it running on a carbureted motor and one transmission. That transmission went to shift, put another one in it. But, yeah. And so that really got me involved in starting to fabricate a little bit and okay. getting with, working with my hands with cars and yeah. really getting comfortable with that. Okay. Kind of drove the passion for it a little bit, huh? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to sit up, you can just kind of push forward right now. I don't even know how this chair It's a goes. hard chair to explain. And just uh, push down with your feet. Maybe it's locked. I don't know. I don't know. Might be locked. Try the other side too. This is the most comfortable chair in the paddock. Oh, 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 oh. There you go. There now we it's a chair go. Again. Now it's a chair now again instead of a, uh, a lounge. Yeah. It's, so. yeah. I've fallen asleep in that chair many times. <laughs> it's a nice chair to fall asleep on the trailer. <laughs> it, it's comfortable. I'm enjoying it. It's yeah. much more comfortable than the car I've been in for the last yeah, 18 hours. You just, you've, you've basically not slept. You drove straight here from Texas. Yeah. Okay. I drove to Dallas, picked up my buddy. Uh, who I convinced to drive out with me. Yeah. And we then drove straight up through Oklahoma, St. Louis, and got here. I just dropped him off at his house. <laughs> now you're going a, to your parents, crashing, yeah. flying home. Yep. Uh, that, that, uh, it's a long day, man. <laughs> it is a long day. <laughs> it's a long weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm, it's, you know, my mom and dad were like, you know, hey, you know, you know, your dad can fly out the next week. I'm like, I'm like, dad is almost 60 years old. I'm like, I can get the car there. I have a friend who can help me. I'm like, just don't worry just about it. Just bomb through the night. Yeah, we'll just bomb through the night and get there. Yeah, Those are, fun. Was, Those are fun trips usually. It was it was a fun um, experience. Uh, the uh, Hopefully you get a good, good amount of sleep tonight or you're going to have a bad day at work tomorrow. Yeah. yeah don't party with with your parents too late. Nope. Nope. <laughs> then, uh, then you'll feel like me at like every event we ever throw. Um, it's a, it's, it's sleep, not sleeping two nights in a row is bad. It's real bad. Makes you kind of crazy. Um, yeah, weren't you the one that was saying on the one of your pre was a uh, the with Brian uh, Kill? Oh yeah, the last, the last show. Yeah, you know you never you never get any good sleep. Yeah, I never drive better than when I sleep, and I only ever sleep like once in a while at the track. It's, that's a that's a thing I'm actually going to work on a lot this year. Um, I'm, I'm probably not going to race that crazy many times because of all of our events, but I'm going to sleep when I race. I'm going to go to bed. Uh, it's it's probably pretty important for autocross too. Don't stay up all night. Don't don't party in the paddock too long. Yeah, uh, I hear the party's pretty good at uh, Solo Nationals, though. It is. Solo Nationals is one giant party. Yeah, so you'd never been. What was your first experience there like? Uh, it was fantastic. Um, I had, so, um, as I wrote in the article, you know, I didn't have any, I didn't have a co-driver or anything, so I drove up, and uh, by myself, you know, earplugs, earplug headphones in with muffs on top mm -hmm. to dampen the noise from the exhaust. The car's pretty loud. Oh, my Lord. You're like, what, 900 miles away? Uh yeah, eight hundred oh miles. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so and this so thing is far. just screaming loud. Yeah, and just does it, does it like a, a dump exhaust? It just goes back yes. a few feet and drops. So it goes. So they have the you have a, like a, a high header. tech header. Okay, which then dumps into the little stock cat, little and then just enough pipe, and then it's a a, a Burns muffler with a turn down tip. Okay, and the Burns muffler in the center tunnel is next to me. Okay, with the turn down tip right. Next so the noise butt. is below your butt. Yeah, and so the whole car vibrates yeah. and it, it drones. Oh man, that's a long drive with a thousand, almost a thousand miles. Yikes! Yeah, so yeah. I broke wanna, it up to make it you, easier. You might want to get a, uh, a transit exhaust for that. I've talked about it. Yeah. You know the the. Oh, that's a pain to change the exhaust. But yeah. It's also a pain to drive eight hundred miles with that. Uh, 
I got to get David to make me the special sway bar because the way it is right now, you can't with the ASR track yeah. bar I have in the back. It doesn't. You can't get it through. You can do an underarm exhaust too. Oh, it's they do fit. That. They do fit. I, I've got one built actually on my red hatch. That's three inch. Ah. Uh, and right, uh, right where the lower control arm meets, you know, where it bolts are the cross member, mm -hmm. like you have it, you have it go right underneath that. Okay. Um, and then you get a lot more sway bar clearance. So, okay. Yeah, you don't have to go over the axle. Those are a pain. I never go under the axle. <laughs> There's really, it's really, you get pretty good clearance going under the axle. Yeah. It, sometimes it can clunk if you keep it too high, but I built a couple of them. They work pretty well. But, yeah. If I keep the car, uh, and then long, it's easier if, if that's going to be a transit exhaust, it's easier to pull down because you don't have to drop the rear arm. So might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Have uh, if you know any fabricators, have somebody build you build you one of those. So um yeah, so you're you made it there uh for to nationals. Um what did you what was the community like? The the feel of did you know a lot of people there or Yeah, so I I came in um I knew some people from the spokes group uh, out of Austin. The I knew yeah, the Texas all the Houston guys group. and then I knew people from the uh DFW group, okay. Texas region. Um and so that was I knew a bunch of people coming in, so I mean, I just had to figure out. Remember what row we were in? Um, okay. One of the guys from our uh, area got us a tent through the group sign up. Okay. And so we had a canopy where we were all together in one area, oh, cool. and yeah, because it was in like we were at the we're at the way way back. We're like rows twenty one, twenty two, and twenty three. Okay. And I was like, Texas was that? It's us. It was Texas, us, and Spokes all right at the end of these rows. Okay. Uh, and so I just, you know, went and found everybody, got there, and, you know, got a big, hey, you know, nice job. You made it. You're here in one piece. Can you hear me now? So far. You know. So far with noise like that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you say so you knew people. That's, that's, that's got to be a little bit more welcoming feeling. Yeah. But otherwise, you're, in, you're there with, like, 2,000 people, and uh, if you didn't know anybody, it would be intimidating, I would imagine. Um, very i mean it's a like where do you even go you know yeah yeah it was because it you know there is a it's not super hard to figure out you know you can figure out where the line of people is for registration you know the practice courses at one end you know yeah it's not 100 percent. you know it's not super super hard to figure out but i had a, a friend who came in from louisiana um jeremy and he uh you know he came in on he came in just to run on thursday friday and he was like dude i had a totally different experience than you because all he did was he came to, he came ran went back to the hotel Mm -hmm. And it was a totally different experience from what I had, which was, you know, when I wasn't running, I was hanging out with the guys from Houston and Spokes. Because okay. Spokes has three, like, 30-foot trailers mm -hmm. that they turn, they put into a horseshoe. They put an awning over the middle. Oh, cool. And they have tap kegs and everything. <laughs> and the during the evening or during the day, too? <laughs> uh, all day running. But, I mean, Jeez. everybody's, you know, nobody, nobody's obviously drinking water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the, uh, did it, is it as big as it looks in pictures? Yes, yeah. it's absolutely enormous. Yeah, I couldn't believe how much open area there was for really? the courses, and uh, you know just how big. You know, you see it on the map, and it doesn't quite register until yeah. you get there, and it's just row after row after row after row. Of and course. I was, I was told, you know, I was like, oh, I'll just bring, you know, a Razor scooter. I was like, hey, you know, I was asking somebody from Houston, hey, can I borrow a Razor scooter? And one of the guys was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, get he, a bicycle. Yeah. At the very least, you have to have a bicycle. He's like, because it's so big, huh? it's enormous. Like you'll, you'll like quarter mile away to get to do things. Yeah, or, or at further. least a quarter mile. Well, watch an in-car video. Um, I've watched a few, uh, several of them recently that have popped up, um, and it looks so big. Just like from in-car video, like the tra the courses are big, and, and like there's a lot of you know area between the courses and the things, you know, the people. Yep. And there's like people in every direction. Mm -hmm. um, just it looks so big. Yeah. Uh, but it's something I kind of want to do this year. If I if I can get there, uh, I've got a bunch of people offering me cars, so it could be really fun. Yeah, but I just want to see it. There. I want to I want to experience it. You know. And that was my goal going in. Was, I'll warm you know, tires for somebody. I don't care. Yeah. But, so that was my goal going in. Was you know I wanted to go and experience it and uh, yeah, you know just be there and out. You know, like I said in the article, you know, not finish dead last. Yeah. The article you're referencing was originally written. You wrote for Tracktuned. Dot com, uh, our, our website, picked it up. Yeah, and then SCC picked it up, and you got on the cover of Sports Car. So, yes, uh, kind of cool, kind of unexpected. Um, that was uh, I encouraged you to write it, and it took, I mean, it took a little, took a while because you had never written anything before, and the, and uh, or written anything, you know, like Quite that. Like this, yeah. Um, and then yeah, pretty cool to get it picked up and uh, get you a little bit of uh, club fame, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, speaking of which, you just went to the uh, SEC National Convention. 
Yes. Uh, what was that like? I've never been to that. It was it was an interesting experience. Um, you know, got to meet a lot of people who you know I've you know like Brian Harmer and um, uh, Hayward, you know, yeah. and it's just other people from other regions. Um, and it was just uh, it was a great opportunity to interact with people from all over the country. I got to one of my uh, one of my good friends and other mentors from Houston. Uh, is on the SEB, the Solo Events Board. Yeah, yeah. So I spent a lot of time hanging out with him and other members of the SEB, and so I got to listen mm-hmm. to them talk and about yeah, the, what the basically future... the the rules committee for Solo. Yeah, yeah. you know, guiding where it's going, yeah. and um, and it was really interesting to get to listen to what they're talking about, and what their you know what their mindset is, and what they're trying to help the club do, and it was really interesting. Okay. And the convention itself was great. Um, you know, it's a lot of tools for trying to help regions like for the autocross stuff. It was trying to make sure that regions understand, uh, what tools are available to them. You know, there's a group of people who help try to acquire sites. Okay. Uh, they have a proven method for doing it, uh, with a pretty high success rate yeah. and just other, you know, kind of fun events you can do with solo, you know, beat the heat, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and then it's capped off at the end with the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah. You know, which this year included Phil Hill and Yeah. You know, it was really, really cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's like three day event or something like that? Three or four day event? Yes. Yeah, three days. Yeah. That's cool. Why uh your region sent you there or how did that happen? Uh I convinced them to send me. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's I cool. uh I didn't really know about the convention prior to like the end of December and then I was just like this seems like a really interesting opportunity, and mm-hmm. I asked them to. Um, it's they, in Vegas, also. Yeah. So. I mean, it was in Vegas. I mean, but in reality, I mean, we were we're off site. We're at the South Point uh, Hotel and Convention Center, okay. a couple miles south of the Strip, so we're away from all the the craziness. Yeah, um, I've never actually been to Vegas. I've driven through it like one time, but never walked around or anything. Yeah, I went and walked the Strip on Thursday because I flew in super super early. Okay, because um, the convention didn't start till way late in the evening. Um, but I flew in early, so I went, you know, I took an Uber over to the Strip and walked mm-hmm. it just to experience it and see it with another guy from my region. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And, you know, yeah. but the convention itself, you know, it's a, you know, we, we go out on Friday night. There was an unofficial karting yeah. extravaganza, yeah. and we had like 25 of us out there okay. from Solo, and it was a ton of fun. That's cool. You know, Like a K1 experience. speed or something like that? Yeah, or? Okay. pole position in okay. Vegas, yeah. So the, the uh, it's something I want to do. I'd like to go to the convention someday. Um, there's uh, there's a lot of interesting speakers typically um, from what I've seen. So could be it could be a good reason to go to Vegas too and and not gamble because I want to do race car things. Yes, uh, I I do want to go for SEMA. I was supposed to go for SEMA this year, but family and work and I'm I'm trying to consolidate both my jobs into like 1.5 jobs. But right now I'm just working like nonstop all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it gets a little busy, but. Um, and I just, uh, sanded a bunch of drywall in my basement cause we're finishing the basement. And right now my nose feels like it's full of concrete. So, so if I sound extra nasally, <laughs> that's the reason <laughs> just busy right now, but I'm, I'm glad a few people I know, a bunch of a list, bunch of listeners from the show actually went, um, our buddy Anthony, uh, uh, a few other people that we know were there, uh, from this area too. So. Uh, younger guys uh, going to the convention. So kind of cool to see, uh, you know, the 20 and 30-somethings uh, representing, you know, their regions at SEC National Convention a little bit. So yeah. curious to see where the club goes in the next 10, 15 years. It'll be interesting. Uh, it seems like NASA and SECA are both doing okay right now. Um, uh, and they both got, you know, different things that, that branch out to more people. Like SECA is better with Solo. NASA is better with HPDE, you know, mm-hmm. track day stuff. But, um if you uh, if you plan on getting on track, what uh, what kind of group are you thinking about running with? So to get on track, um, so for getting a comp license, it I was I keep getting pushed toward NASA. Yeah. Um, but who knows? I mean, uh, comp- you don't have to compete. You can just drive around and, and exactly. Have fun. But well, <laughs> that's it's, what it's, I would it's Eventually on my list. But for actually running for uh, like HPDE and all that, yeah. Um, I know about half of the instructors at the Porsche Club events, and I like oh, the okay. structure of their events that from when sense. I worked them. Um, so, um, you, you corner worked or something? Yes. Or? I corner worked at Texas world. That's, good. That's a good experience. I've yeah. never done that. Uh, I've actually, I've done it a little bit at our events, but I never done it for like a race weekend or anything. Yeah. It seems like fun. I did. It, it was fun. I mean, I did it cause, uh, 
at the time uh, they were paying cash. Oh, cool! When I was in college, so it's like a side job. It was yeah, I was working it on it's weekends. It's a rad side job. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I've, I've worked you know turn one uh, at at our events when any when when I gotta you know fill in and I'm like the guy that's talking to the corner workers all day, but I've never really waved the flags and kept my eye out you know for eight hours straight. Yeah, but uh, it'd be a good experience to see a racetrack and see how it all works and see a track day, see a race environment. Um, but uh, yeah, PCA they uh, they'll be a good they'll be a good group to run with. Um, yeah. If uh, if you get up to one of our our events, uh, I'll uh, I'll gladly plop you in beginner. <laughs> We're a long way from you. <laughs> yeah. No, they mean uh, I mean it also taught me a really valuable lesson. I mean, I'm gonna take a second here to campaign for your no bolts and harness bars. Yeah. Uh, because uh, one of the events I was working, yeah, we had do a, not like harness bars. Yeah, no roll bars. No, no no harness bars. All roll bars. Yeah. We had an NA Miata. Uh, oh, no. overshoot turn, I think it was turn three. We were going uh, counter, we were going clockwise. Yeah. Uh, and turn three or four. At Texas World Speedway. At Texas World, coming back into the infield, I can't remember the corner numbers off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, and I probably sound like an idiot for you it. Ne- you've never really spent much time going around it. So. No. Um, and so coming back into the, coming back in across the oval, gentleman overshoots it um, and ended up nosing the car into a drainage ditch. It turned the car sideways. Okay. And the car rolled okay multiple times, yeah. and so the whole bar, you know, was canted to the side. The and he bar. was okay, yeah. You know, I mean, he had, I think, he had a concussion or something. You know, he ended up taking a ride, mm-hmm. um, but it was just a reminder to me, just that stuff's dangerous, man. Yes, the uh, yeah, all, all groups that I know of require Miatas to have roll bars because there's basically no rollover protection, right? Um, and uh, it's going that way toward for S two thousands. They have like a OEM bar in the headrests, um, mm-hmm. and it's like a roll bar, like double a double hoop. But yep. um, it's not. I don't know. I'd really like to see all S two thousands have it too. Um, but man, can you imagine? Like you, you've been in and around an EG and an EF uh, Civic, and can you imagine taking your EF and just rolling it over at 80 miles an hour like there's not much there no but no, and, and no, then you have harnesses you know if you if you have harnesses in that thing with a harness bar right but no roll bar uh, then you're pinned upright you can't lay over to the side like with a three-point mm-hmm. um with three-point you know you can slip you know one way or the other if you have to mm-hmm. that's the reason there's three points and not four points from the factory or five points six points you know um yeah pinning uh pinning somebody upright and then having that roof come down is just like a terrifying thing to me um and it's part of why I don't want to track the the EF. You know, uh, Dave yeah. Whitener has been on me about you know why don't you just track the EF? And part of it is a fear. Yeah. Um, I don't want to track the car. Um, with the because I just honestly I'm just I don't want to damage the car for one. Yeah. Um, because I really like the car. Yeah. Um, it looks like a nice EF too. Yeah, it's in pretty clean shape. Yeah. And uh, also, I'm just deathly afraid of it being on track. <laughs> well, they're not that fast, um, but. If, I mean, if bad things happen, eh, that's not the car to have bad things happen in. No. Uh, having a having a roll bar in an EG, EGs are safer structurally, um, in my opinion. Uh, having caged, you know, both cars, there's more metal in an EG, and it's a little bit different design, you know. Um, and they're easier to fix if you do put them in walls and stuff, because uh, the front end on an EF can bend like crazy. E- EGs are quite a bit more centrally located, like they got the rear. The front, the front control arms go backwards instead of forwards. You know, like a radius rod design, mm-hmm. they go backwards towards the unibody. Um, so if you wreck the front end, it's easier to fix. You can pull, just pull it out and fix it. You know, uh, the front end of an EF, you know, they get the radius rod. If you, right. you can push the front end thing back pretty easily. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, they're easier to fix, and they're just a little bit stronger cars. So that'd be a good, that'd be a great first track car, though. Yeah, your your EG with uh, it's got like an auto power in it. Or yeah, it's got an auto power bolt in full yeah. point. That'd be a fun car. Um, the uh, yeah, the hobby can suck you in, but right right now, I think you're 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 poised for a, a lifetime of pissing money away. So oh, I, I've already <laughs> done a pretty good job of it yeah, without cars. So um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a yeah. uh, it, it's the the Hondas have made it a lot more attainable to the, be playing that's around. The reason with. I play with them, yeah. yeah. You're looking at entry fees, and they're easy to fix once you amass enough parts and uh, and a little bit of knowledge, you can work on them forever. Um, yeah. Where we're, I'm sitting t- six inches from a motor that I pulled out, and I pulled this motor out in literally t- 22 minutes. Like, they're just so easy to yank motors out of. But, yeah, they're fun cars. Um, fun to connect with. Uh, it's a, I mean, typically the track and autocross community with these cars, too, is in Miatas and stuff. is It's pretty close-knit and really supportive, too. Um, 
any questions can be answered by anybody. You know, there's a lot of knowledgeable people in the, with these chassis. So fun, to, fun cars to play with. I dig them. Um, and, uh, and David Whitener makes, uh, makes shocks for, uh, for EGs too. So you should outfit your, uh, <laughs> you should outfit your track car with them. Yeah. I, I think eventually I will. Although right now it's, you know, I'm not going to, you know, it has, it has conies on it and they yeah, work, they work fine, you know, yeah. but at the uh, event, I think someday, I think it's if uh, if I ever go to something else, it'll probably just be Coney Race Yellows. Those are the next best thing, in my opinion, especially for the money. Um, the eight hundred four one race Coney's, they're awesome. There's nothing wrong with them. Um, I went just as fast with them, basically. I like how the car, I like how the car works on the whiteners a little bit better, but I love those old Coney's. Coney Yellows are fine. Nothing wrong with them. Um, so the. Uh, aspirations in the hobby like in five years do you see yourself playing with you know anything crazy you have any uh you have any dream cars to to uh to acquire in the next five ten years if you gave me a twenty thousand dollar budget twenty or thirty thousand dollar budget um pretty real real world budget yeah i would probably say a c5 corvette i'd like yeah. to i'd love to play in b street that'd be yeah you can get into one of those things for like sub 20 nowadays yeah um, not a z06 but uh no but that yeah. and the z06 is a street which is up against the oh, c6 did they, z06 it, i didn't know that. yeah so but so c5 uh base uh mm. fixed roof cooper just a, a hat a notch back or the hatchback lift back yeah um i'd love to just you know be playing with one of those i really like corvettes Always been in love with the C5s. Yeah. Always That's been That's a great looking body style. I love the fixed roof coupe and the Z06. Just an awesome body style. Love how they look. That's kind of the dream car for you? Uh, Yeah. The dream, realistic dream. Yeah, a realistic dream car, yeah, is to be in, to have a C5 vet to play with. Yeah. Um, no, that or I love, uh, it's not competitive for autocross in like at a national level, but I really love the C6 Grand Sports. Okay. I love the way that they look and they're a little bit, you know, just a little bit simple, you know, a little less horsepower. Yeah. Um, you know, I really just like the way they look. Yeah, they're great looking cars. Um, the, uh, the C5, they're they're really fun on track too. They're so good at everything they do, and they're strong chassis too. Um, that's one of the cars that I will allow with uh, with harnesses without roll bars because that hoop is so strong. Um, they are hard to cage too because they're fiberglass on top of steel. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they're they're cool cars. I really dig them. But, um, yeah, what uh, what what kind of cars did you start autocrossing with? You said a Mazda three. So I had a Mazda Speed three, 2013 that yeah. I started autocrossing with, and then I had the 2016 MX five Club. Okay. okay. Um, I, I couldn't remember if we missed something in there. No. Uh, well, I had the the Fit. I did I did one autocross okay. in my yeah. 2013 Fit uh, back in 2013 before I stepped away for a year and a half and okay. didn't come back to it. Yeah. So what uh, uh, what's been your favorite thing to autocross your your EF? Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy the EF right now. I'm in a rough place with it cause it's, I, I've been not a hundred percent focused cause I've been distracted with my committee duties or something oh, else. Yeah. And it's tough to run an event and drive well. And so it, uh, it's been punishing me. And so I've been really, really frustrated <laughs> with it lately, but at the end of the day, it's still a fantastic car. It's yeah. very, very fast. Um, I really, I did, I did some fun runs in the EG and I really enjoyed that. Okay. The magic of having a diff. Um, oh, you've got a LSD in that thing? Yes, it has a, a Type R diff, trans, mm -hmm. and cams. Cool. So, Type R cams really wake those B16s up. It, it's fantastic. I yeah. love the way it sounds. That, I know people who have made over 170 wheel on top with just Type R cams and different intake manifold. Like, B16s can make power with those. Um, and that's uh, Honda Challenge 2 legal if you do that, too. And that's what it was originally built for. Yeah. It was a Honda Challenge 2 just, car. It was originally going to be a Honda Challenge yeah. 2 car. Guy, uh, guy was going to get to know the car and then put a full cage in and go raise him? Uh, I won't delve too deeply into the story as to, as to what happened, but yeah, I think some life, some circumstances happened and, uh, just, it didn't quite happen. Yeah, and I, so he had streeted the car. I'm glad, uh, glad you picked it up. It'd be fun daily. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with daily. No. no. Um, well, it, what was your ND like to autocross? So the ND was, how many times did you run that? I ran it one, two, three, like six times. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, I, time in it. Yeah, no, I had I got a great I got a good bunch of seat time in it. Um, because when I from the moment I bought it, I just started. So I had it for five months. I put eighty eight hundred miles on it. Oh wow! In five months, um, I drove it to San Antonio, yeah. Austin to do events with Spokes. Uh, did multiple Houston events with it. Most uh, of your miles were going to and from events. <laughs> yes, and then I did an event with uh, DFW with Texas Region SCCA. Okay. Um, did you put tires on it or did you run it? I ran it with the, the stock tires, which is the Bridgestone S001. Okay. Um, which uh, 
I was talking with somebody at Spokes at one point, and they had told me that uh, the, they use a durometer, and they at medium temperatures, mm-hmm. it's the same as an RE seventy one. It's at the higher temperatures when the RE seventy ones get really sticky. So they were kind okay. of similar to like a Super Sport in okay. time and grip, um, but they were a ton of fun. Um, yeah. And I just ran on those, and I was just getting better and better and better. And right about the time I was going to start to have to start putting money together for the uh, to get real RE seventy ones is when uh, the EF came up for sale the last deal, year. Yeah. And yeah. then what everything deal. changed. Yeah. <laughs> totally flip, uh, your drivetrain and everything. <laughs> yeah. And it was, uh, like, cause the, and it's the number one thing about driving the ND is it's super soft. Okay. So it's, your, yeah, everybody it, says it, they're soft from the factory. You, you're, I mean, if you see a stock one autocross, like a stock a stock one, it rolls from the bump stops, to the bump stops, to the bump stops, to the bump okay. stops. And it's gotta be actually kind of fun having it so floppy though. It, it was, I mean, it's fun, you know, it, it, you know, if, if you get it, if you hit a bump while well, it's keeled over in a corner, you know, it'll, it'll kick this, you know, kick the rear end sideways, yeah. you know, upset it. But, um, you know, that's one of the things I've seen, uh, you know, Dan McKelvey who won the largest C street class at nationals this year yep. is in our mm-hmm. region. And so he was working with, uh, he has uh, motion controls on his car that he yeah, was working MCS, with yeah. to, to get his car set up properly. And, yeah. you know, it's a big difference, you know, they have, I would, a, yeah, suspension, they look totally different, you know? Um, and they're so high from the factory too. Yes. But it's streetcar, you know, you wouldn't expect Mazda to put a ton of money into, you know, crazy dampers and keep it low. And then it wouldn't sell because people were complaining about its ride quality. And, but, uh, I, I would imagine Mazda expected anybody that wanted to race them, autocross them to change them anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's one of the biggest things, like for anybody who, who's listening, who bought, who's bought one and it's thinking about going to autocross it, you have go get an, if, if you, I mean, you can go just go to an autocross if it's going to be your first one. Yeah. But if you bought one and you want to go autocross it, go get it aligned. Yeah. Because the way they come off the factory aligned no, is good. awful. Really? Like po- sometimes, like you get a corner with positive camber. I mean, it's oh yeah, all it's, over the place. It, it's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. As a Mazda salesman, that might not speak highly of your brand. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's they, they, they drive. Though. They drive straight down the road. They yeah. they handle wonderfully. It's when you really start to push them in an autocross yeah. when you really start to notice. Yeah. The... I can ima- I can imagine that's not a big priority on a budget sports car. But... No, I can tell you that I've I have sold. I've sold, I sold the majority of our car NDs in 2016, and uh, I have not gotten a single customer to come out to autocross. Okay. N- not yet, huh? I offered to pay their entry fee to they're, get them to come. They're still just driving. And they them. would not come. Okay. <laughs> That's a good all-around car, though. Kind of a, If you're going to have a sports car, that, that would be – they're great-looking cars. I yeah. love the front end. The though. top is super easy. It's you know up and down. You can, have, you can go from top up, top down, top back up again mm-hmm. uh, from block positions in both in five seconds. Holy cow. Yeah, it's that easy. It's that easy. It's push a button, pull the lever, you throw it back with a little bit. Of, once it once it breaks in, you throw it back with a little bit of motion, and it'll get almost all the way close. You just you, you know you reach back over with your arm and just boom, click it into place. That's cool. Yeah, it's super easy. Um, and then the new RF is yeah, what's really that? Really slick. What? It's so cool looking. Yeah, it's it's really neat. Uh, it's like a hundred and ten pound weight penalty over okay. the soft top. Is that a full hard top or it, it's so it's a it's I don't a full know hard top. It. So it's a Targa. So it's a Power Targa. Okay. Um, if you've ever seen a video of the nine eleven, the new nine nine one Targa four yeah. S, where the whole rear half of the, the the car lifts up and then the top folds into the back. Okay. Same idea. Okay. So the whole top section between the A pillar and the B pillar goes away and folds into the convertible yeah, area. A, and it's a good looking top end too, or top yeah. half too. Um, you have, have you had any at work or no? Yes. Yeah. We've sold, cool. we've sold a few. Um, cool. I haven't seen one in real life. I've only seen pictures. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, they're like works of art. It's beautiful. Yeah. And they changed the, on the soft tops, all the A pillars, all the windshield surround mm-hmm. is uh, black on all the cars, no matter what color okay. on the RFs, it's body color, oh, which cool. really changes how the car looks. I would imagine. Um, because everything's body color up there. You know? Yes. And so it, it's really, really cool. Um, yeah. You know, at first I wasn't 100%. And I was like, I was like, well, you know, it's going to be a great product to sell. You know, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, but from a personal standpoint, I was like, I'm not 100% sold on the RF. You know, the flying buttresses, it wasn't sitting 100% with me. Yeah. And then I saw a soul red, a picture of a soul red one at a, at a side profile. And I was yeah. just like. That side profile is a good look. <laughs> that's, that's I want to buy one of these now. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's a cool car. Um, I, if I was going to buy a, like just a street car, I would be really tempted to buy an ND. I just love them. I think they're so cool, especially lowered, uh, with the right wheels on them. They're just awesome looking. And um, they're four by 100. I mean, you yeah, know, it's still a cheap car to mod. 
Um, yes. It's still a Miata, and they're light. I love how light they are. Mm-hmm. Is that RX only 110 pounds different? Yes, that's what I was I believe I was reading the other day. I was, okay. I was trying to find a number on it, but it's like a little it's over 100 pounds. And and still kind of the convertible feel, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know, it's just a center section, so it is. It's truly a retractable fastback. Yeah. It's a retractable target top, not a true uh, true convertible. Yeah. You know, I converted a couple customers in okay. 2016. They'd be like, "Oh, you know, I want the RF," and it's like, "So you're looking for a roadster? You're looking for a you know, or you're looking for a target car? Oh, I want a true roadster. We got to buy the soft top." Yeah. And they're like, "What do you mean?" And I would show them a video, and they'd be like, "Oh, okay. Let's talk yeah. numbers on a soft top." You know. That's cool. <laughs> All right, well, it's uh, it's Sunday. I got to go be a dad again. I think, and we just did a fifty minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, any uh, any of your uh, SCCA stuff you want to plug? Uh, what region are you in? So I'm in Houston region. Okay, um, and uh, you can find us at housca dot com. Okay. We also have a Facebook group, uh, housca solo program. Okay, uh, if you find us there, um, you can get all your questions answered about you know everything from what cars your you know where's your car class to uh, to when's our next event coming to, I just need help. Yeah. How does um, this work? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, what, uh, what dealer do you work at? You want to plug them? Uh, Russ, I work at Russell and Smith auto group at Russell and Smith Mazda. Cool. Yep. Cool. Go buy Mazda from, uh, or, or whatever you sell from, uh, from Peter. So, yep. Um, well, thanks for coming to the show, dude. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, thanks now, for having me over. Now Adam. you get to go over to your parents' house, crash and go back to Houston. Yep. I'm glad you made it a priority to, uh, to come on our dumb podcast, <laughs> man. I love the podcast. So good. I'm, uh, I'm, I went when I first met you. I don't even think you had let you had heard of it. I hadn't heard of the podcast. Okay. Yeah, that's because that's the because Ken Brewer. I was I did a I said on the Facebook group. So uh, I never autocrossed it, but I did have last up until last year. I had a CRX yeah. with a that I had swapped a ZC uh, single overhead cam into. Yeah, and I was trying to find an A6 cam so I could have a. A legal cor- car a, or whatever. Technically, you know, so I had at least the right camshaft. Yeah. You know, so it was making the correct power. Um, and you found me through him, right? I found you. Yeah, Ken Brewer was like, I was, you know, I, I said to somebody, does anybody know where I can find this camshaft? Because I couldn't find it anywhere online. Yeah. And uh, Ken's like, you know, go talk to these guys over at Traction. They might know where to help you out because yeah. all you talk about is dumb Hondas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we talk about Mazdas today. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that uh, that's how we met. You were up here visiting your parents or whatever, and you grabbed a camshaft, so. Yep. Um, and now you're, uh, now you've been on the cover of sports car. So cool yeah. year for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2016 was a fun year and 2017. We're going to make it a better one. Yeah, hopefully. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll drive your car at solo nationals too. We'll triple drive it. I don't yeah. think that's possible. If, if, if you, if you come to solo nationals, we'll get you in my car in, in a class. <laughs> I want to drive something if I come, but yeah, I wouldn't come unless I had something lined up, but anyway, uh, we'll rate and review the show on iTunes and, uh, thanks for listening everybody. Uh, we appreciate, uh, we appreciate your support always. And we've talked autocross like two shows in a row now. I know. It's awesome. Weird. <laughs> Maybe we'll do more. Maybe we'll actually do some autocross this year. You should. Well, thanks for, thanks for hanging out, buddy. Thanks, man. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon.